This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you're on dating sites or apps and you're getting a whole lot of nothing, chances are you really need to work on your pictures. You don't have to be the best looking guy in the world to have amazing pictures that she'll find incredibly attractive that will make her swipe right. And I just wrote a guide on how to get those pictures. It's called Profile Pics That Will Make Her Swipe Right. And it's available on my website right now at kristenandchill.com. I've now made over hundreds of dudes' profiles, and I've seen the good, the bad, the ugly, even if he wasn't, and I've taken everything I've learned about what makes great profile pictures, and I've put them in this guide. The first 20 people to buy the guide get $5 off with promo code for you, F-O-R-Y-O-U. All you have to do is enter it at checkout, and you can go to kristenandchill.com forward slash products forward slash picture guide. That's kristenandchill.com forward slash products forward slash picture guide. It's worth all the carpal tunnel, I promise. Want to know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do? Then check out the Chictionary. It's the Wing Girl Methods manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men written in dictionary format. Go get a copy of the Chictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com slash chick. That's winggirlmethod.com slash chick. Hey, Marnie, what are you thankful for this holiday season? Well, I'm thankful for you, Kristen. What are you Aww. thankful for? Me. Yeah, for nothing. Absolutely <laughs> nothing. Well, in addition to you, I'm also thankful to all amazing people who have continued to listen to our show for the past 24 years. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it feels like the thing is, it, it's probably actually been 24 years, but it feels like 50. I know. It's been a long time and people still want to listen to what we have to say. And hopefully, you know, you're not bored with us yet and we're keeping things fresh and we're bringing on good guests for you. You know, so, and we want to, you know, what? sometimes I, what? Oh, damn it. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I hate that because I can't, the problem is it cuts out and then I think you're not talking anymore. Yeah. So then I jump in and also sometimes I just cut right. you off. But we were kind of podcasting pioneers. If we you think were. About, we've been podcasting well before it was popular. I think so too. And then I'm down on myself because I think we should have been so much more successful. <laughs> That's full no, but we peaked before peaking was even. I know a thing. we peaked in our first three weeks of podcast. Anyway, we are now the like one of the number one shows on Anchor, so I'm happy that we're in that position and people keep listening to us. So we're very thankful. But for next year, for us to you know really deliver quality, amazing shows to you, we need a little bit of R and R. So we're going to take off the next two weeks, including this week. But we have hand selected 
two of our favorite shows, one which we will be playing for you this week and one which we'll be playing for you next week so you can listen over the holidays. But they were two of our favorite shows from late 2018 and early 2019. And the episode you are going to listen to today was episode 237, How to Build Sexual Tension That Attracts Women, where we have amazing, the amazing Patrick James with us, where he dives into the mistakes men are making when trying to build sexual tension. Anyway, you're going to hear my intro in a second. So I probably do a better recap of the show. But um, we want to <laughs> wish you a happy holiday season. And don't be pissed off if next week you also get another repeat. But it's a good repeat. So take in the information. Enjoy the holidays. Rest. And we'll see you guys in the new year. Okay. Coming up on this week's episode of the Ask Women podcast, we have an attraction and tension expert in studio with us. Patrick James in here is here and he is talking to us about how to create attraction and how to create tension with a woman and then build on that tension so that something wonderful can happen between the two of you. So keep listening because we're going to reveal all of his secrets on this week's episode. podcast. It's me, Kristen Carney, comedian and your host here with Marnie Kinras. She is the owner of wingrowmethod.com. You know her, you love her. And we have a voice of man and guest today, Patrick James, who has this book called 107 Proven Ways to Get the Girl. And I like the cover of this book because it's almost got like a James Bond-esque feel. Yeah. That's what I thought too. Yeah, because it's like Although a silhouette. it does have my girl in there. You're, I'll show you <laughs> Well, there's website. a girl for I, and I uh, like that girl. It's the same girl as yours. Yes. Is it really? Well, she a hoe. That's well, why. Well, <laughs> look at my logo. She's a two-time and hoe. Wait, I can't see it. Oh, that's awesome. Well, oh, anyway, you guys must go to the it's same fine. graphic designer. It, yes, yeah. but I was going to try to say something it's funny. It's similar but, yeah. but different. I know. Same, it's a little bit different. Listen, different. there's not much you can do in this niche. So <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, there you go. It, there you go. A sexy oh, woman well, it's on the also cover. fitting because you have a section in the book dedicated to the I do. To the Actually, that's method. true. That is true. Oh. That was very nice. Whoa. Yeah, Patrick added a section in uh a, not about me, but like giving my advice based on an interview that we had done or on a conversation yeah. that we had had. Yeah. Yeah. So, so there's very- 107 proven ways. Five of the proven ways are directly from Marnie's. Is interview. she making money off this shit? <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully, maybe soon. Hey. Except for the graphic on the front cover <laughs> <laughs> copyright infringement, lawsuit. Brand awareness. <laughs> yes, exactly. Gets. Exactly. No, but Patrick is here. He is fantastic. Um, actually, I don't even really remember how I met you, but I do know that when I did meet you, you had sent me over this great little short report on approaching mm. that I really liked. Mm. I liked I, how I wrote you wrote. One for you too. Yeah, you wrote another yeah. one for me that's in um, my program called the F Formula, which people can check out by going to winggirlmethod.com slash flirting flirt? okay. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you're, you're a very good, not a very good writer. You're a very good coach. I think that you explain- You're not a good writer, so right. we make that clear. <laughs> <laughs> you're a great writer and you're a great coach. You have great things to say and you say it very smoothly, clearly, and it's very easy to follow your instructions. Yeah. So- like my teaching background comes from like, I used to explain chemistry, organic chemistry and uh, anatomy and physiology to high schoolers and college students. Oh, interesting. So like I taught this, I was, a, I have a teaching background. So I think it made more sense to when I started teaching my passion, which was like dating advice. Yeah. I, it was like, it translated well. Yeah, obviously it works really well. Well, Kristen wanted to tell a story because she had an interesting um, instant go experience 
experience, right? That you I to talk did. About? Yeah. So our listener, Dustin, hey, Dustin, <laughs> um, he hit me up on Instant Go and uh, we chatted about like his photos on his profile and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And then I said, you can email me and maybe we can, you know, do like a Skype and further dissect this. And so um, his pictures and his profile together made me think that Dustin was not likable. Well, what, why? And, and I will get to that. Yeah. And that he was very serious. And then we Skyped and it was like, my mind was blown. He was nothing like his profile. Yeah. And what's interesting is when I was dating, I wouldn't have seen that because I would have swiped left on him. Yeah. So I didn't, I've never really in person gotten to see that like harsh difference between someone's profile and someone in person or Skype. <clears throat> so two or three of his pictures, he's got his arms folded and he's looking away and it's like, it's, it's an attractive pose once, but he had more than one and the arms folded, the looking away, he looked completely disinterested. That kind of was like, mm, okay, it was a nice photo, but I was like, eh, not a great vibe. And then- Especially if you're seeing, seeing it numerous times. Yes. Yeah. And then in his profile, it was all mansplaining. Like- Meaning what? So mansplaining, if- um, you guys aren't privy to the term. It's like very last year, but um, it's basically a man down talking to a woman, explaining things that she already knows. So his profile said things like, "If I extra swiped, whatever what's that called? I forgot. Like, I don't know. If super I super like, yeah. If I oh. super liked you, he's like, if I super liked you, that means I think you're a classy girl and worth talking to, or something like that. And then he also said in the profile. Let's communicate in a respectful manner so that then your girlfriends will be jealous or something. Yeah. And then he said boyfriend material. And like there was some, there was another part to it that was very Mm. mansplainy. And I just was like, no, no, no. But he had a couple funny things in there. So the opening of his profile said, my, it was, and this is his Tinder profile. Okay. It just said my, and I'm, I'm a comic. So I'm into very funny type of things. So his opener was really good on his profile. It said, my political stance is routinely changed by bumper stickers. So I was like, oh, that's kind of funny. I like that. Yeah. So um, I was kind of confused because it was like, that was a funny line, but he looked totally miserable. Mm-hmm. Even though he had some pictures doing something fun, it was like that tone had already been set with all those fol- folded arm pictures. And that's what you first see. And that's what you first yeah. see. And if I saw those, I wouldn't even read the, pro- I wouldn't have even gotten to the profile. I would have swiped left. Right. So, um, so then we talked, I um, real quickly uh, in the instant go stuff, and I had a bad, like just a bad vibe. We got on Skype. He was so cute, so charismatic, super sweet, very friendly, very funny, super funny. He had he turned the camera so I could see on his wall. He had a picture, like a framed, nice photo of Dumb and Dumber. Really, and I was like, I. Got I wish I was dating zero <laughs> of that. Yeah. Well, he was like, I told him I have a boyfriend now. And yeah. he's like, damn it. Um, but I got zero of that dumb and dumber vibe from him in his profile. So we rewrote the profile to fit more, more of, of his, personality. his personality. And less well, mainstream. And guys don't realize he had no idea how gross he was coming across in his profile. Because a girl, she she's you have to operate on a plane that she's smart. You don't want to start below zero. You want her to start like at this even level playing field that we're both intelligent. We're both the same intelligence. And the ones that aren't, they'll go away. They won't be in your sphere. So you have to talk to the smart girls. And it was like he was talking to smart girls like they were dumb. And I was like, I'm telling you, you are going to get at least 75% more swipe rights 
or even or more if you get less swipe without reps, this, the ones you'll that get swipe more quality. Right quality. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, uh, so basically, the mansplaining thing—it's like a girl doesn't need to be told she needs to talk respectful to you. That's so 1950s and so no. In this, in, yeah, good girl is going to talk respectfully. Yeah, to you. exactly. I said the right girl is not going to be need to be told that she needs to talk a certain way mm-hmm. to you. Um, and I yeah, said, for some reason, all like I have small daddy issues. <laughs> like, <laughs> my dad's amazing, but I have small That's daddy funny. issues because of that. Because he he'll literally come to my house and say. You know what a haircut is, right? Like things like that. And what? Looks like a hair, like he'll he'll yeah. break down the most simplest things. Even when he talks to my friends, he'll be like, "You know what a hammer is, right?" Like he'll, yeah. And and you're just like, "Are you fucking serious?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, and he doesn't mean to do it. It's just how he talks. So that's that's what it sounds like. That's how it's coming across. And it was interesting in though profile. because in his in his speech in person, yeah. that's not how he talked. Mm-hmm. So I wonder why he was presenting himself that way. Is that what he thought was correct? Well, he did say for um, having in the profile, it's speaking like a respectful way because his ex-girlfriend didn't. Mm. And He's got ex- ex-girlfriend issues. Yeah. yeah. And then- That's the best thing to put uh, out on your profile. Yeah. And then the other one, he said, um, the, the super like, he said- I think where he's like in where I live, he lives in North Dakota. Mm. So it's like a different world. But he said, I think. Um, so maybe he does need to talk down to women. They're in 1950s still. He said, I swipe, super swiped you or super liked you. And I'm explaining it because he said, the girls where he lives think that if you super like someone, it means you want to have sex with them and that sex only. Mm. So I don't know if that's, an, an area type of thing, like just to that location. I've never heard that. That's an interesting line because when I first heard it, I thought maybe that's his like shitty attempt at qualifying the girls. Like, listen, I approve of you. But, but that's now, the thing. And that's the other yeah. thing I said to him. I was like, you're qualifying the girls. Like, ooh, me, special me approves yeah. of little you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, qualifying is good. Uh, but like I said, that sounded like a shitty attempt. But now that you explain like where he was coming from, now it's like him qualifying himself. Like, yeah, so it I'm makes a good sense. guy. I don't yeah. want sex. So I said, well, let her think that you want to just have sex with her and then go from there. Like start at a place where she realizes you don't and you're a good guy. Mm. I mean, what do, you, what do you think about that? Cause I, cause so, so Patrick, he had said when you handed us your wonderful um, <laughs> book, you said my specialty is attraction. So I want to hear from your point of view what you think about what Kristen advised to this guy. Well, I, I'm curious because like I don't do a whole lot of Tinder. Most of my stuff that with the guys I teach are interested in like the face-to-face stuff. And okay. even myself, that's how I meet a lot of women. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious, just on your point of view, do you look more at the pictures or more at the bio or is it like a, a it's once a combo. you like the picture, you look at the bio? Yeah. I mean, if I see a guy that I know 100%, I am not attracted to, I'm not going to look at the bio. Okay. But if there's a guy I'm on the fence with yeah. and I like his bio, it will shoot him up of 5,000%. Yeah. And he's a swipe right. So my my initial impressions of this is like, okay, so first off, if you were swiping and you you weren't, you know, taken already, would you have even looked at this guy's bio based on the picture? Yeah, he's cute. So okay. he's 28 and I actually didn't tell him this over the over Skype, but he has a great a lot of gray hair already, mm. but it's very very attractive. Yeah. And I don't think a touch in, of gray. Yeah, and like there's one picture from the side where it looked really nice. He was swimming and his niece was on his back and his hair looked really nice. Mm. I told him to that have that as his first picture because that picture I would have swiped right. Yeah. His look wasn't enough if I saw his I heard profile. Say, Screw the profile. Yeah. yeah. Like, okay, like he's okay. really hot. So you would have yeah. looked at his bio 
And you said you liked the first line, which was like the funny joke. Yeah. Which is a uh, a big compliment coming from someone who's like a comedian. Yeah. Right? And then I added on to it for his profile. So what if what if he made, like in this case, maybe less is more. So what if he, that was all he had in his bio? That's what I wanted to suggest. But yeah. I think a lot, and I think I did suggest it briefly, hmm. but I think a lot of people feel like it's just not enough. From someone like yeah. me, it is. But he said, he said, I'm his type. So he want he wanted what I would want to see in a in a profile. Yeah, he was putting the moves on you. He kind of was, and he was disappointed when I said, "Well, I don't know if you've caught up on the podcast yet, but I have a boyfriend now." And, and that's like, when oh, he comes at me. He's like, "What do I do when he's a girl like, Why says what do I pay hundred dollars for this <laughs> yeah, lady?" Yeah. Well, it was only fifty for the record. Right. Um, so if you guys want to hit me up, also, it's pretty cheap because he yeah. was like, "I have spoken to other people before and like didn't get a lot out of it. It was expensive for fifty dollars. You'll get a date with a girl who has a boyfriend. A Skype date with a yeah. girl who has a boyfriend who will tell you everything that's wrong with you, right. but also find the good in you. Sounds like most dating, anyway. <laughs> it is. So it's really fine. Is. But I want to hear more about attraction. Like for for you, from your point of view, what well, what is it? Also, oh, I'm sorry, but also I do the attraction thing. He showed me a um, conversation he was having with a girl, mm. and it seemed like it was going well, mm. and then he could not get her number. Mm. And I think he wasn't building attraction in the text. They yeah. were sending gifts. Back and forth, like competition, like here's Ooh. one, here's one, here's one. And then she said, Okay, you you win or something like yeah. that. And then he kept going with it. And I was like, No, 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 you that's when you say you, that's okay, when you well, go in for the prizes. Kill. Let's yeah. go. That's what I said. And he yeah. was totally missed the opportunity. Then she's gone. So I think it was like she was getting attracted and then he lost that opportunity and she totally yeah. lost traction. He said she like, stopped communicating. He made the number one mistake that I talk about with texting is like he became her texting buddy. Yeah. They were paying text grab ass. That's what a buddy of mine called Rob right. Judge calls it text grab ass. That's a good term. And yeah. I love that term because he he wasn't moving forward. He was just like having fun. But like when when you get into that pattern to her, you're just the guy who she plays text grab ass with. Right. Rather than the guy who she meets up with. Right. You know. And then you, and then the girl what happens in that moment is like you lose attraction because you lose respect. Yeah. Because it was like you gave him that moment. You're like, "Okay, you won. You won first prize." The girl's expecting the dude to grab that by the balls and be like, give me your number for my prize. Like that's attractive to a woman. Mm. But when he just kind of bends over and is like, here's another one. It's like, ew, it's not attractive at all. And it's like, I think girls, for me personally, for me too, traction is made and broken so quickly. It's either made very quickly or broken down very quickly. For sure. You know? Well, it's interesting because so many people <clears throat> say the, the most attractive thing to, to a woman is to make yourself a challenge in some way. So how come that isn't applying there? I, I, I know the answer to this, but I want to ask you, yeah, like, what's the question. difference between being a challenge by not continuously you know, going down that path to ask her out and just sort of missing the boat? Um, I think the difference is that the challenge was already happening. So I think the challenge can only last for a certain window. Mm -hmm. And then the challenge is like, okay, we played that game. Next game. Next game is now I want you to win me. Yeah, we're just a whole bunch of ADD. (laughs) But it is. It's like you need the right amount of everything. Yeah, which is what I wanted to talk to you about. Because you said that one of your specialties was attraction. And then I asked to go a little bit deeper and you said tension. Tension. And that's exactly what we're talking about right here. Creating tension? Yeah. yeah. So how, how do you create tension and then how do you know when it's been created and you're ready to go to that next step to take action I love this question so with, the, with my book <laughs> I hate it uh, the first the literally the first thing I talk about is like we talk about in the dating niche create tension you got to create sexual tension but here's the thing you don't have to create it's already there right have you ever been walking down an empty hallway and you like if you're 
a girl or a guy and you notice like someone of the opposite sex is walking towards you going in the opposite direction. Well, when you're about to pass them, did you think like, oh, should I make eye contact? Should I say hi? Yeah, there's always a tension. Or like if I avoid eye contact, should I look straight ahead, look down or just pull out my phone, right? That's why I love New York because you don't have to worry about that in New York City. Everyone's just always walking by everyone, but somewhere like here in LA where you don't cross people that often, the tension does build. The tension is there. Because they're like, they're coming, they're coming. I never walk by humans. And it's it's even more- How do I do this? And it's even more- I don't know how to interact with people. (laughs) Yeah. Or walk by someone. It's- Yeah. yeah. And it's even more apparent when it's like a guy and a girl, right? Obviously, yeah. So what I say is like with- everything I teach in this book, you don't have to create the tension. It's already there. It's how you handle that tension. What do you do with the tension that kind of amplifies it a, a little bit point. in the moment? Yeah. And so in this book, I give you know 107 different ways, but I divide it into three sections. So the first section is like intrigue. And that's like you know the, the playfully challenging line. It's what puts you on our radar, right? And that just, it's a small spike of tension. But eventually that tension, the intrigue has to transition to lust, like where you guys start thinking about each other sexually. And then that, well, I call it obsession in the book, but it's really just more of like an attachment to where like, okay, I can see myself with this person. You know what I mean? So attraction is different, but it all starts with the tension that's already there. Okay. So tell me about some of these lines that can help create tension. (laughs) Yeah. So like, for example, there's a lot of different situations. Like if a girl uh, were to shit test you, right? Yeah. We've talked a lot about that. Yeah. So if she gives you a shit test, like how old are you anyways? Like, so one of the things I teach in this book, one of the proven ways is like, well, before she gives you a shit test, what if you make note, a mental note of like all the shit tests you've ever gotten in the past and you use them on her preemptively before she has a chance to do it on you. So like, if I'm talking to a girl, I just met her um, and it's a friendly conversation. What if I say something like, how old are you anyways, right? That's a standard line that a girl will use to qualify Mm -hmm. a guy. But what if I preemptively gave it to her, right? Or like if a guy says some challenging line, a girl might say to you like, oh, does that normally work on most guys? Well, if I make note on that, I was like, ooh, that was a good one, right? Well, the next time, you know, a girl says something witty to me and I don't know how to come back, I just go, whoop, take that. Does that normally work on most guys? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you're kind of flipping the switch a little bit. Yeah, So, but that's like one of many different ways. Like another thing I like to do is, you know. It's so funny because once I hit 30, I didn't find that stuff attractive anymore. <laughs> I, I, but I I did. You did? I, I, yeah, I, th- I think so. I, I mean, because I just like any sort of ball busting. And even, ball if, busting even I like. if, if it's the smallest thing, if you were like, how old are you anyway? I'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> Where do you get off? And then I'd be like, okay, let's spar a little bit. Yeah. How old are you? And I you love know, that. I'll, I love that. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I for you. me, it works. It keeps it lively. I'm not, but so many, so many girls may be like Marnie where it's like, no, at, at a certain age. Certain lines like that, I guess because they seem typical for some reason. It doesn't seem, I don't know, maybe because I've heard it so much, well, where that yeah. didn't resonate I, with me for some reason. I think like the line, like, I think the line, like, does that work on every guy? I think that is a little typical to hear, mm. but I think what I like about it is that he's not afraid to kind of be a little bit oh, of a yeah. dick. For sure. And I don't, yeah. and I'm, and I'm not like the pickup artist wanting type yeah. of, and it's all to like, me, but you're you're ballsy enough to say something that will maybe put me off. Well, and it stops I like you that. in your track too, yeah. a little bit. Yeah. No, I I totally understand how it would work. I don't know for some reason it didn't resonate with me right now. So there's definitely like you gotta you gotta kind of read the person. This is where your social intelligence Absolutely. comes in, right? Yeah. So like for you, like you said you kind of like it. It sparks attention and you like to verbally spar, right? Yeah. You, you're very quick-witted. But other girls, you kind of got to gauge it, right? And one, this is another one that Marnie gave and I put it in the book is like, rather than looking for signs of attraction, you kind of just like 
throw something up in the air and see how she reacts, right? And then you go from there, right? And it's gauging for her interest. Mm-hmm. And really I use- smart. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dustin said know. something from my Skype call last night. He's like, well, Marnie said to do da-da-da-da-da. And I was like, oh, that was really good. Oh, yeah. thank you. Yeah. So like, I, would- I don't remember any of it when I said, <laughs> it's all in a book, so it's fine. <laughs> So I would kind of read the situation and see how you react. And obviously that was just an example, right? Um, but I, I think the tension is the the fundamental here of what like actually works there. And that's like something that, you know, grabs your attention. Like you said, it for, definitely grabs sure. your attention. Well, it's okay. I have a question. So let's say there isn't an attraction towards that other person. Yeah. Can tension still be created? And will that tension create attraction if it's not already there? I think so, but it has to be early on, like you said. Like you, for you, you said attraction happens early on. Most guys, they make the mistake of like, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna show this girl how awesome I am. We're gonna see each other, how we connect with each other, and then I think over time it'll happen. And that's how guys think. And I know before I got into this stuff, that's what I used to think too. And that would always lead to like a friend zone type situation, you know. So it definitely has to happen early on. And even if it's as simple. It, is, it comes down to pattern interrupt. And we know this term because we do marketing and stuff. But like one thing that I used to do, especially when talking to girls, is I would just drop like the the nice, you know, the nice filter. And I would allow myself to like drop an F-bomb in the first minute of talking to her. But even something as simple as like saying, oh, I fucking love this place, right? In the first minute of talking to someone, it's a pattern interrupt and it gets yeah, her like, attention what? on me. Yeah. 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 You just said fuck. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, I, th- I think you're absolutely right. That it, it, it's something, there's something primal to it for sure. And because I'm just thinking even about my interactions that I have with women. When I meet other women who have behavior like that, where it's not like, oh, I'm going to be super sweet and do really nice I love them so much you. better when they're not like that. Yeah. When, when they're, they're like kind of like snarky mm-hmm. and they make a comment about something that's off the cuff and they're not really sure if I can handle that comment yet, yet they make it. I'm like, you could protect me if something <laughs> Well, there's something attractive about it. A friend of mine, Molly, who did the show, one time when you couldn't do it, yeah. you never. Did, I don't think you've ever met her, but when her and I met, she was wearing this leopard print mini skirt, and she, and I was wearing this like her and I both did stand up, and so she was doing stand up in this leopard print mini skirt, and I was doing it in like a baseball t shirt, and I was like, I like your skirt, and she intimidated me and made me uncomfortable, and so we were in the bathroom, and I had nothing else to say, and I knew she was on the show, I knew she was a comedian, and I was like, I like your skirt, and she was just like, Oh, well, I have to wear this because I'm not as cute as you, or something like that, and I just. I was like, this fucking girl is like, the I best. I love you. She was comfortable enough to say that. Yeah, and it was like she changed it. She didn't react any way I thought she would. And her and I have been really, really good friends ever since that interaction. Mm. Do you think that's true for the majority of women that those things catch their attention? As you said before, you have to choose your audience and sort of get a gauge. Yeah. So, okay, so how do you handle the fact that women do make decisions very quickly but you also still have to gauge who that woman is. So if you're having a short interaction with her where you it's, said the tension's already created, yeah. like this is basically you're saying like the pressure yeah. of like, you're, you're a pilot and the plane's about to go down. How do you like change the wing? Like, yeah. wh- how yeah. do you fix it? How do you save it? Honestly, so I always keep a, a framework in mind. So like in my head, I know that there's like five checkpoints to like, if I wanted to sleep with this girl, I have to go through these five checkpoints, right? So the first one is you got to get her attention. Like most guys, just imagine a guy on a dance floor and he's like staring at this girl and he's like, I want to dance on her. And he kind of just like slides up behind her without ever getting her attention first, right? That's creepy. That's so dance, verbal. dance, so creepy. dance floor rape. Yeah. 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 Horrible, horrible, right. horrible. So the first step is you always got to get her attention, right? So 
I'm going to walk up to you. I'm going to get your attention. I'm going to say, hey, and I'm going to make sure you make eye contact with me before I start like- See these eyes? They're going to rape you in a minute. Yeah, Yeah, before I start rubbing my penis on you. Right, exactly. And then the next step is attraction. And most guys get this backwards. They go to connection first. They try to build a connection. But like, that's how you make friends is connecting first, right? So attraction happens really quickly and it has to happen right after you get her attention. And it only takes 30 seconds, a minute, two minutes- Right. But mm-hmm. she's looking for the tension. How does this guy handle the tension here? Right. And so to answer your question, um, if it's only like a three minute interaction, I'm going to get her attention first, say, hi, what's up? And then I'm going to spark attraction. But the way I think of attraction, it's almost like not necessarily a challenge, but more just like I'm going to imply that I'm kind of like the buyer here, but we're also equals. You know, that's the way I think, like to think about it. Because Women, you know, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but they like, they almost like to, to feel like they they have to earn the guy a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So like, I like to think about it like almost like a tough workout. If you did a really awesome workout, right after your workout, you kind of get this high. You feel amazing because it was like enough challenge to where it pushed you, but it wasn't like super easy, right? Right. So I want her to work for me a little bit to where it's like within grasp, right? But if I'm too much of a challenge, you know, it's a workout that like you that have it's to like, stop oh, Well, that's really, what you were talking you know, about before yeah. with the guy who who went past yeah. Yeah. the point where he could have said, okay, well, let's go Yeah, out. that's like, this workout's not going to get me nowhere. I'm going to yeah. quit now. Yeah, like and I'm working quit. really hard. Yeah. Screw this. Right. I'm going to go, you know, eat a smoothie yeah. or something. Yeah, you do because you realize it's almost like you're doing the workout and then you get no result. You're not getting any abs. You're not losing yeah. any weight, and then you go fuck it. Why am yeah. I doing this? Yeah. Or yeah. if it's like too easy, you just give. You're like that was easy. Like this is pointless workout, right? So you have to have the right amount of challenge, right? Right. And so I thought a lot of what I talked. That's about. great. No, yeah, no, that makes good. absolutely. Well, maybe the next time sense. for guys who are listening, if they do go to the gym, maybe to take note of like that breaking point for you, like when you're working out, what feels satisfactory. I don't even know what you're trying. I'm trying. I'm just. I know I, you mean. I, I, because we're throwing so much information at people. Yeah, it's and I don't want them to be like, oh, I quit. Like this yeah. is over. It's never it's going hard. to happen. Yeah. The, the thing is, is that as you play around with things, you start to notice patterns, and you can start to sense when that breaking point has happened. Well, first of all, most often you already know when that breaking point has happened when you've missed the boat, and you can feel it by the way that the conversation mm. shifts. Yep. So if you can start to take note of when that happens, and then maybe dial it back. For a second and say, what happened right before that shift in her tonality, in her response time? Mm. And then go back and see, oh, that's where I could have done something. That is well, like, it's split I, testing, basically. You're yeah. trying to see where you're losing people. Yeah. Well, um, this guy that I talked to a long time ago on Bumble, I thought he was really attractive. He was really funny. We were having great texting banter. And then um, he wanted to hang out. But, and it's, and it's not like you have to be, and I do feel bad for guys, but um, he lives in the South Bay. And so for people in LA, that's a pain in the butt. Yeah. And so he suggested meeting where he lives and it just grossed me out mm. just enough where I completely lost interest. But I was like, well, I'm going to hang on a little bit. And then he, and then he post, and then he was like, oh, I have to actually do it tomorrow. So then I was totally so then he gone. Delayed, right. Yeah. Then, you know, not, but he still follows me on Instagram, you know, Instagram and all that kind of stuff. Obviously this was a long time ago, but, um, he maybe didn't want to date me that much or that's his pattern. And this is why he's still single. Cause he was like 38 or 39. And mm-hmm. he was saying that he wanted to like get married and all of his brothers, he has like six brothers. They're all married. And I really wanted to just be like, you, if you're suggesting stuff like that and you're never, ever going to hold on to attraction ever. 
Right. As well, cute as you are, that grossed me out so badly that I was no longer attracted to well, him. Well, let me ask you a question. So this, where in the South Bay was he? Uh, Manhattan Beach. So not that far. But so what, what would have been the non-pushover way to handle that situation. So Manhattan Beach is about, I'd say, half an hour mm-hmm. on a good day. If it's like a Christmas. Saturday, it's a pain in the butt because everyone's going to the beach or something yeah. like that. But so it's a distance. So what would have been a still sexy way for him to ask for the date? Maybe say, I don't know, what would be yeah. a better way for him to do like, maybe Should he have said, great- I'll come up to you or is yeah. that too much for him? So, so- all about going back to what we just talked about, um, being a little bit of a challenge, right? So one thing that I kind of made note of when when I would ask girls to hang out with me, like when I was really heavily going out and approaching a lot of women, um, is they would, a lot of times they would always be like, okay, fine, but I can't stay out too late. And that stuck out to me. It's like, mm, oh, she would always have a last second condition. Mm-hmm. So one thing I started doing with girls and it really dramatically increased like how often I was able to get a girl out with me is, I started doing last second conditions myself. Like, hey, I'd love to meet you out Ooh, for a that's drink. That's a good idea. But I can't stay out too late because I got to get up early. <gasps> I like that I coming like from that a guy. Yeah, I do. Too. I me never too. hear, I've never heard a guy say that. I like I've that. heard girls say it because I ask them out all the time. Right. Exactly. No, but yeah, when I was dating, I did yeah. not hear that yeah, at all. I yeah. actually really I mean, like that. and like pickup artists, like the standard dating advice that we've been throwing around for years, they do this, but they do it on a more extreme level. And it's like it almost seems try hard. So, like, for example, if a girl's about to come into your place, you like, Okay, you can come in, but only if you keep your hands to yourself, right? That's more of a playful thing, but it's still a last second condition. I kind of just like I made like that. it more like adaptable to like yeah. normal people, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. it's perfect. Because that's so, that's just enough challenge for a girl. Exactly. And where you she's can, like, Oh, you're telling me I can't do something? Mm-hmm. Guess what? I'm gonna do it. Yeah. Yeah, it's grab, just playful enough. I'm gonna grab your ass right now. <laughs> um, but so do you think that, that that's actually a very I love that example that you just gave. Um, and guys should pay attention to that because I think it's playful and fun and just challenging enough. Mm. Do you think that this guy should have said, I'll come up to you? I don't see I'm I'm the kind of guy who like I'm so secure in myself to where I don't mind buying a girl a drink or like meeting her at her place. Because I know when she sees me I'm in person, because that's the goal is just to get an in-person meetup. If she's willing to meet me at like closer to her, I don't care because I know I'll still be able to attract her when to, I meet her. To me, it read as lazy. Like he, so would you have so wanted a, to meet in the middle or would you have, would have wanted him to come to you? Come to me. It's attractive. I would hate- But you were already into them in that, at that point. Yes, I was in, in, at that moment. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I would hate meeting in the middle. Um, just because well, I'm both that's like splitting the check to me it's kind of just like eh, yeah. make a decision either be a be a fucking badass yeah. and pay for it or be a pussy and don't pay for it but be something I feel like the meeting in the middle or splitting checks is like so what blah. if he said to you so I'll, I'll send you an Uber you come down oh we'll have dinner in Manhattan Beach if he, if he did that I would have definitely liked that better but he I think would have to include saying like, there's this restaurant that I fucking love and I really want you to try it. So I'm sending you an Uber and you're going to come meet me. That's yeah. the way I to like do that. it. Yeah. yeah. And then you're trapped because I'm not sending you home. The, the other yeah, reason- but that's sexy too. Yes, I know. I'm not paying for a second Uber. So yeah. sorry, you have to stay over <laughs> yeah, exactly. and then walk home the next morning. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. See, I like that. Um, but that. But that difference, that tiny minute yeah. difference would either be like lady boner to no lady boner at all. Yeah. Th- that minor but difference. So it- I'll get you an Uber- because yeah. I love this fucking restaurant and you need to try it. That's that's so attractive. It shows passion. It shows you're willing to take care of her. It shows you're willing to put in a little extra effort. Yeah. To me, it's like, come to me. It's like, come to me, woman. I'm a king. Mm-hmm. No. Ew. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Unless you're actually a king, then I'll totally show up. Right, exactly. <laughs> then I'll be there for sure. Yeah. Okay, yeah. we're going to take a little break, but I am really enjoying this conversation. But when we do come back, we are going to analyze, overanalyze the crap out of emails from our listeners. So stay tuned. 
Hey you, this is Marnie, and thanks for listening to the Ask Woman podcast. Hey, do me a favor. Take a quick moment to give us some feedback on our iTunes page. We'd really love to know what you think of us. And also, give us five stars, just because. Want to know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do? Then check out the Chictionary. It's the Wing Girl Methods manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men written in dictionary format. Go get a copy of the Chictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com slash chick. That's winggirlmethod.com slash chick. And we're back. <laughs> all right. So we are going to dive into... Some emails. And just one one more little quick note for our listeners. If anybody out there happens to be an expert in SEO and wants to help me with my website, I will trade you tons of coaching and tons of free access to my products. Although even Coke. I'll trade you tons tons of Coke. (laughs) For that. Because something happened to my website about six months ago that had me losing a lot of backlinks. It's lowered my traffic. It's freaking me out. How come it's so hard to find someone to... Like a good SEO person. It's not so just- hard, but there's so many people who say that they know how to mm. do SEO and then and they, then don't, they really. don't and they fuck things up, which is how this happened That's in the like first place. Pizzerias. People are like, I can make pizza, I'll make tons of pizza, and it's <laughs> yeah. all shit. And, it's all and there's stuff. one good pizza yeah. place. And that the thing is, is that if I'm trading stuff, there's I've paid for so much stuff on my website before, thousands and thousands of dollars, and nothing ever happened to change anything. So I, I, I'm I done being bit in the butt with this stuff, um, but I'm putting it out there to anybody if they want to do a trade with me. I would love to have them- Trade know, like what? Like I'll give them my coaching services oh. and um, help them be awesome with women. I'll just give them Patrick's book. And then <laughs> um, then as a trade, you can make my site bounce back up to where it was before. Oh, man. Anyway, going on to the questions. All right. Dear Ask Women, I've been a listener for quite a while now. It's a very good show. I enjoy your commentary. Recent shows have concentrated on online dating and the creation of profiles. I've used the sites myself and have gone on dates, though I did enjoy my time out with the girl. They were always one and done moments. It seems now, unlike in the past, that it's more an activity to do like grocery shopping rather than finding real, actual love. Mm, That's a good point. It is. It is. It's like a thing to do in your passing time. Um, I go back in time before the internet when it was only after a decent amount of time and some obvious flirting back and forth that I then worked up the courage to ask her out. The attraction was already there and didn't have to be oddly fabricated during a first date or first impression. People are complex creatures. Uh, It takes time to get to know someone's self and no matter how much you load into a profile or get just the right selfie angle, there's no replacement for fate. And so I ask, what about fate? Does fate still exist? That is the question. think so, yes, because of my current situation. Mm-hmm. And well, do you want to talk about your situation at all to tell people a little bit more about this? Because it is it is not your typical, I met him online or I met him you know, through a friend. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to discourage people from online because that's so really so much of your opportunity to meet people. Yeah. But I did not meet my boyfriend um, on a dating site. And uh, we met in a much more organic way and I hate, hate, hate being this person, but like the thing of like, it happens when you least expect it was absolutely what happened for me. And I remember people saying that and be, and I think to myself, oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? How, who, what yeah. situation? I don't, I'm very isolated. I don't have like a huge group of people. It's like, how am I going to meet? All of my friends are annoying. I'm like, I'm not going to like any of their friends sexually. Right. Um, so I didn't believe that. And then um, I do believe 
me meeting my boyfriend is fate. We're like meant to, I mean, it's like, I'm not in a fog of like, oh, the love. I mean, I am, but also I am seeing it from a realistic point of view. We are like meant to be together. So I believe in fate now and I didn't before. So it's one of those things where it's like, if you just keep trusting, it, it will test your patience. But I do think you have to keep trusting enough and know that if it's meant to be, it will be with whoever that person is. And where did you meet him? Um, <laughs> we met uh, through, oh God, I don't want to say it. We met on Twitter. Why don't you want to say Perfect. that? Because, Perfect. Yeah, because, because I don't, it's like, because we both have like, we're like, can we just tell people we met at wherever? Like mm-hmm. we're both kind of not like proud mm-hmm. of the fact that we met on Twitter, Why? but we, but um, I don't know. It's, Maybe well, I because will he's say older, he's not used to like the social, he doesn't use social media a lot. So I think right. for him and his sphere, like- We met on this Twitter Yeah, thing. it sounds like young or something maybe. I don't know. No, I understand. But like the one thing I will say about Twitter is that even though some people have like a bit of a facade when they are on Twitter, they have no filter either. And therefore they yes, are I being knew themselves. who he was yep. from his Twitter. Mm. Yeah. And he's really funny. Not the funny. way he wants to present himself like exactly. an online profile. Who it was authentic. Was. Yes. And when I saw it, it was a while. It was a long time ago. We did not start dating immediately. But when I saw it- Not even close to immediately. No. And, but I remember seeing his profile and I remember going, this guy. Hmm. But not knowing, how do I, he's on Twitter. So did you slide into his DMs or was it the other way around? He slid into my DMs. Oh, nice. Yeah. But it was not in a- sexual advancey way. It was like reaching out because of a mutual thing that had happened or something because we kind of somewhat share the same yeah. comedy world-ish. Yeah. Um, and so it started out as just friend. And I always, so it's, I have to retract a few things that I say on the podcast because it's a learning experience for me too. But one, I didn't think I would ever be into anyone who's older than me. He's mm-hmm. 13 years older than me. Um, and number two, I didn't think, um, I thought I would, would, like I said earlier on the show, attraction for me, happens immediately in this context. I mean, we were, it was more of a friendship thing. It wasn't, he didn't come at me as a dating thing. So I immediately, or not immediately, I, from the start was not attracted just over the, we didn't know each other. And I wasn't thinking in that capacity. I thought he was married. You know, it it wasn't even in my sphere. But he got your attention first. He did. Going back to what we said earlier. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And when he, when he contacted me, it was at a time when a lot of people, there was something kind of traumatic Mm -hmm. happening in my life. And a lot of people were contacting me and he stood out from all those people. Mm. Um, And what did he say? um, He sent me, so a, f- a friend of mine had passed away mm-hmm. and he sent me, he's very familiar with the grieving process. He's lost a lot of people in his life. And so people were like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And so he sent me um, something he had written regarding grief. Mm. Um, and he just said, no pressure to read this. I don't read anything anyone sends me, but I just want you to know uh, someone here understands you. Like That's awesome. me. And so he sent me and I, and I read it because one, I remember seeing him a long time ago and going, oh, I like this guy. Yeah. I don't know who he is, but there's something about him. Um, well, he wasn't trying to take anything from you with the first message. He was just giving you value. Yeah. You good he was emotions. like, here, take this. I hope yeah. it helps you. But I don't expect anything in return. It was like the least needy first message that he could possibly send. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then, then it just blossomed from there. Nice. Wonderful. But it is one of those scenarios where I have to look back and go, I, kn- I was wrong. I didn't think I could build a track. Like I didn't think... It was like either I would be immediately attracted or not at all. Mm. 
So I was wrong on that. And then also the older, dating older. Yeah. Yeah. So, so fate does happen, but I think you have to be open to it happening. And Can I, I think, give my opinion on fate? Yeah, please, yeah. please, please. I want to hear. Uh, so basically, I mean, I used to think about soulmates and stuff like back before I got into all this stuff and back when I get friend zoned chronically. Um, <laughs> and fate, like, sure, fine. Like, Maybe it exists, maybe it doesn't. But what I've kind of come to realize in like my own personality as I've gotten really good at attracting women and became a dating coach is I don't like to rely on fate. I like to try to create my own fate, even if fate is the ultimate decider. Because I think for a lot of guys who aren't pushing themselves and as self-motivated as I was, they use fate as the, like, the lazy man's excuse to not take action. Mm-hmm. So I, agree. I I'm like... Regardless of Absolutely. fate, I'm going to take a lot yeah. of action. And that's what I was doing because I was dating. I mean, I so I was in a relationship for a long time and then got out, um, didn't date for a little while and then started dating heavy because I did not want to just wait around in my room because I didn't trust, like, I didn't know that that could happen without me looking for it. Mm. And I was like, I'm 34 or 33 at the time. And I'm like, I don't want to just sit around. I don't have time to sit around because I want to get married and I want to have kids and like do all that stuff. So I was actively out dating. Mm. Um, but because uh, so, I had the same viewpoint. Like, I think you should do all that you can while you're waiting for fate to happen yeah. and never use that as an excuse to not do anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I... I my whole thing before that I used to say was like, you know, if you want to sit around in your ass watching American Idol and hope that the person you fall in love with is like the UPS delivery person. Like you're <laughs> right, doing that's the right literally thing. coming to your door. Yeah, that's yeah. coming to your door. Like then that is perfect for you. Stay where you are. That's the person that you want to be with. That will end up being a magical story for you. Potentially if that UPS person happens to be the person that you're supposed to be with. But if not, exactly what Patrick was saying, you have to create your own fate. And that's by being an open person, um, by working on your conversation skills, by learning how to value yourself, by, by not being yourself out there. by putting yourself out there, by not being rattled, by by learning certain things so that you can be open and attract more things into your life. That is how fate happens. And I think like what Kristen said, like, especially on Twitter, you are out there being yourself. You put, you put your real self out there. You mm. put down when you're sad, when you're depressed, when you're happy, whatever it is, you put that out there so that people can come to you who are either like-minded or can, who can support you, whatever it is. Um, and that's how fate can happen for you. So um, I think that, that, I think we fully dissected fate, but I, uh-huh. I, I, I think that, I think the word fate misleads a lot of people into thinking, okay, I can be lazy and then things will happen. Yeah. A, a lot of people that I work with and Patrick works with and even Christian, like you're, you're a comic, like they achieve things and opportunities happen for them because they're working their butt off to make it happen. Yeah. The ones who just sit around don't have things happen for themselves. Yeah. Okay, next question. I'm a 35-year-old and I keep hearing about how important eye contact is. I've always had problems with it. I've been working on it though here and there. So the other day I'm at work and me and these two girls that are way too young for me are waiting for instructions from our boss. While waiting, I figured I could just practice some eye contact. Since, I could just practice being creepy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just like sneering at them. <laughs> Since they were too young for me anyways, I never seemed to be interested or never seemed to be interested in me anyways. I can make eye contact with them because they were both staring at my, or I couldn't make eye contact with them because they were both staring at my crotch. What? And it wasn't just a quick glance. It was a long extended stare. <laughs> I've seen this before with other girls and what? didn't know what to do or say. I still don't. Does this fly down? I don't so, know, but he's saying he's seeing this quite often. So what do you think is going does on? Does he have a very large 
penis? What is his or, question? Is his, it his question why is why do women stare at my crotch? <laughs> yeah, what is the question? He probably has a huge heart on. Yeah. Yeah, he's staring, staring at, at these younger <laughs> girls. Yeah. That's my guess. I only look at somebody's crotch if something is off. So either they're flying yeah. down, something is bulging out in some way that your you're pants, not aware of. His pants might be too tight. Yeah, maybe you've got like pee stains on there. I don't, I don't know. Mean. Those are the only reasons that I'm continuously staring at a man's crotch. Yeah. It's not saying like, mm. Especially if there's, yeah, like, oh, look at that zipper. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not like, I want some of that penis. No. <laughs> Especially two of them, there was something on your- No, there's something there that is really wrong and they're trying to draw attention so that you will then look down at your crotch and correct what has ever happened. Unless you're super tall and no one's eyes can get high enough to your head. Yeah. And that's yeah. that making eye contact. Yeah. I have absolutely no idea. But what do you think? There's a few things that pop out to me about this question. Literally. So Literally yeah, that's yeah. a pun. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect pun. Um, he, first off, he goes, I was going to practice eye contact, but these girls were younger, so they weren't into me anyways. Okay. So first thing I noticed yeah. is uh, negative self-talk, right? He assumes that they're not into him, but for some reason, they're staring at my crotch. First off, I'm going to, if, if if that were me and a girl kept staring at my crotch, I would use that as like a sign that she's like interested. Even if it's false, it's just like my self-talk. I'm changing yeah. the self-talk, yes, you know? absolutely. So I'm going to go up and talk to her like, why are you staring? Like, take a picture to last longer. <laughs> yeah. Like, and, What do you but, say? My eyes are up here. My eyes up here. Exactly. <laughs> Stealing the line from a girl, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And so- that would start a conversation. I feel violated right now. Like, yeah. That, like, yeah. Yeah. And even if she said, dude, I was staring at the your fly, it's open. And you go, oh shit, I was hoping you wouldn't notice. Like it starts a conversation. Banter can go from there, but nothing happens if you just assume she's not into you and you just like message Marnie instead, you know? Yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. Good answer. Okay. Next question. I feel like we've over. That was a perfect that answer. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good answer. Uh, hi, Marnie and Kristen and guests. Your show is absolutely awesome. And thanks for helping men all over the world that listen to your podcast. Someone wrote to me on Snapchat. They're like, I love you on the Ask Marnie show. I'm like, um, bitch, it's ask women, okay? At least there's not saying Marty, which they also write in. <laughs> That's um, true. I'm a 25-year-old college student. I hate, I told you, I hate when people write to me through my email coaching program and call me like, hey, Marie. Yeah, and hey, how do you miss that? My name hey, is all over this website. Yeah, and like everywhere, and even on the letter that they get from me that they're responding to yeah, in that email that wrong. says my name. Anyway, not a big deal. It just hurts my ego a little bit. Yeah, I'm a 25-year-old college student that came from an abusive relationship. I was in it for years and I couldn't get out of it until recently. My mother did not respect my boundaries and did not care nor respect my emotional needs as a child. I have left my home and started a new life. However, the abuse has affected me deeper than I thought. It's affected my relationship with other women in that I cannot emotionally or physically be intimate with them. Mm. Any kind of attraction or sexual vibe that I receive from women makes my skin crawl and I automatically get into fight or flight mode. Mm. I know that women find me attractive and charming, yet when they want me uh, to make a move, my courage fails. When they want me to kiss them, it fails. When they want me to take their hand and leave them in bed, it fails. I am scared to death to get close to someone. I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place, and I do not know how to move forward and finally kick this monkey off my back. I don't expect a solution from you, but maybe a discussion would be cool or point me to a therapist that kicks ass with this. Thanks, hmm. Steve. What do you think? Well, he definitely needs to go to therapy. Yeah, I'm not a therapist. Right. <laughs> yeah, and I mean... Depending on where he lives, Psychology Today is a really good resource if you want to look for therapists. There's reviews and um, they'll put what their specialties are. It is hard because therapists and psychiatrists don't really get back to you, but he needs to actively see a therapist. This is like deep trauma. Um, And I think uh, maybe exposure therapy where like he's saying like take her to kiss her, just kiss her. Even if you don't want to, 
I think if you don't want to, but you do it, you might realize it doesn't feel as bad as you thought it did and it might not scare you. And so you, if you just expose yourself over and over, unless not expose yourself yeah. physically with your wiener. Yeah, that was the last <laughs> question. Yeah. yeah, that was the last guy. Um, but to see that it's really actually good, a good feeling. So I don't know, that, that'd be my suggestion. Yeah, yeah, that'd be my suggestion as well, actually. Yeah. I would say the Baby same thing. Baby steps. Like maybe rather than kissing her on the lips, go for the cheek. Yeah. Kiss her on the cheek 10 times. and But I would also be open about it with girls. Like depends on how well you know them or this is a second date, date, fifth date, sixth date. Like I would be honest, especially if I can tell that me not getting physical with her is affecting her. So I'd be like, hey, so this is what happened. Exactly what he said in the email. Um, and I think any quality girl would be understanding and even sympathetic to some degree. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Unless yeah, he's, I say, yeah, I think that would be that would be great as well because that's you showing your vulnerability as yeah. well. I would tighten it up maybe a little bit um, to put some sort of, not a positive spin on it because it's obviously a negative situation. Well, to me, it sounded like he's like a, a psychopath that if a girl touches him, he'll snap and like murder her. And I'm like, I, so I don't know what degrees or like yeah. if it's, or if he just like kind of gets really shy and timid. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. But if it's like something like he's going to hurt her, like. Yeah. Then yes. That, yeah. Then that is something to definitely go to a therapist. And I'm not saying this in a jokey way, but maybe he's gay or attracted to men. Are you attracted to men? No, I'm not. But if it's that much of a turnoff for you, maybe you're just not attracted to women. It just sounds like fear to me. It sounds like fear of if I open up and get close to you, what are you going to do to me on the back end? Because that's what it sounds like his situation was with his mother when he was younger. Yeah, and it's such she a, wasn't there for him. She right. didn't support him. She wasn't there for him. If It sounds like a child who's crying and his mother's like, meh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I can understand you being vulnerable in any way would be extremely scary that's a that's a difficult thing for most people to do let yeah, alone somebody he has who to has unlearn 25 years of yeah so i so everything that you guys have said I, I i agree with but um so for me for any anything that people do in any of my programs um at the base you have to start reframing and reprogramming who you are, right? And I, I, I'm not claiming to be a therapist at all. Um, I don't have a degree in this to, to help you if this is something more extreme than what's been written down in this email. But I always say that the first step is to notice, which is what you've done. You've noticed that you have these reactions to X, Y, and Z, to things happening to you. And so when you do start to notice, that's when you can gain control over something. So what you do when you notice is you take a breath, you close your eyes, you calm down for a second, and then whatever it is, you can readjust or change up what it is, exactly what you were saying. So if you know that the fear comes of, okay, this moment's coming for me to kiss this girl, you can notice that and just say, I'm really fearful of kissing her. You can close your eyes for a second, breathe and calm down, and then you can you can reprogram and say, it's okay to kiss this girl, and then go in for the kiss. And it, and don't worry about the success on the back end. If she rejects you or if it's not a good kiss, don't worry about that in, in the beginning stages. It's just about doing what is scary. And if again, if she doesn't give you the positive response that you're looking for, that's not what to focus on. To fo- what you're focusing on is actually just getting over that fear and doing it. That's your success right now. Want advice and step-by-step instructions on how to get the girl sent right into your mailbox every single day? Then sign up for your free Wing Girl Method newsletter at winggirlmethod.com slash advice. When you sign up, you'll also get a free copy of my best-selling book, 10 Devastating Mistakes Men Make with Women and How to Avoid Them. Go to winggirlmethod.com slash advice and sign up now. I just picture that scene from Hitch where 
the Albert guy, he just like needs his inhaler. And he's like, <sighs> yeah. And then after he kisses her, he just chucks it behind him because he doesn't need it anymore. He's like, no, I can do it now. I need to see that movie because everyone's like, oh, like Hitch. When yeah. I do. I'm like, sure. Yeah. I, have no I idea. saw that movie so long ago. I've actually seen it a few times. I cannot remember a single thing about it for some <laughs> reason. Funny. I don't know why. Um, but yeah, that I, I think that for Steve, that would be very helpful. But again, also going to like a cognitive behavioral uh, therapist would be really helpful as well. Yeah. Yeah. That CBT is important. So maybe read about that and see if someone can help you specifically with the cognitive behavioral therapy, yeah, which is retraining also like your brain. Trauma basically. specialists as well out mm-hmm. there. For me, I, I, I'll be transparent. Like for me, talk therapy it has never been helpful. It doesn't do too much for me either. No, really I know doesn't. for a lot of people it's wonderful. I, but I talk here and I talk to my friends. Yeah. I'm also I'm also somebody that shares. So maybe for people who don't share very often, it, it is, is helpful. very helpful yeah. to just get things off your chest. But I've never found that if I'm trying to adjust something in my life, that it's been helpful to me. That's why somebody who to just help, talk you need yeah. you need to actually you need have action, action as well. Mm-hmm. Which is why you know getting Patrick's books, you can learn the skills and steps of how to actually do things to adjust what you're doing right now because it's not working. That's why that's helpful. That's why talking to Kristen on Instago is really helpful. Helpful. That's why working with me and using some of my programs is helpful as well. Taking action and working on the skill set that isn't working right now is the only thing that will help you transform your life. Um, But that is the end of our show. We are done. And that was fast fast and awesome. But Patrick, you, you gave Excellent answers. Um, I think some of the things that you you shared during this podcast were extremely helpful. The thing that I liked the best was um, the throwing the comments back at women that they make mm. to you. I think that's because I think a lot of people have trouble thinking of witty things to say, yeah. and I think if they can just start taking note of things women have said to them, and then using those lines, that's a good way for them to help learn how to banter for themselves because they yeah. can start to see how that actually works and has an impact on women that they're interacting yeah. with. I mean, women are sharp. Like they, I feel like they get hit on a lot more than guys get hit on, right? So You think? Uh, obviously, <laughs> right? So they, they have a lot more experience with like banter-filled situations. So it's like, I'm not going to reinvent the wheel. I'm just going to see what they're doing that works. Yeah, well, yeah. exactly. There's no need. That's a good point. They're already doing it really well. Um, but Patrick, tell people how to get a copy of your book. Yeah, so my book is actually free. I've already bought the copies myself um, and I'm giving them away until we run out. Uh, so if you want to get a copy of your book, all I ask is that you pay shipping and handling. Just go to howtogetthegirlnow.com. Perfect. That's awesome. And thank you so much for being on the show. And Kristen, tell people how to uh, get a hold of you through Instant Go because it seems to be working really well for a lot of people. Yeah. So go to instantgo.com slash Kristen Carney and uh, we can do some exchanges over there over that and then um, jump to something a little easier because it's a, I will say it's a little frustrating communicating on that platform because then like if someone, it's the pay thing, it's like a pay thing. So um We'll do a little bit on there. And then if you like what we're doing, then we'll move to something easier like email and Skype and phone. Yeah. Or maybe we can set you up with a page on my website. Or that would something. probably be easier. Okay. We'll no. figure it out. Okay. But for now, Twitter. go to instant. Yeah. Yeah, find her on yeah. If you want to be my boyfriend. DMs. Perfect. Um, so it's instantgo.com slash K-R-I-S-T-E-N-C-A-R-N-E-Y. Perfect. All right. Uh, new episodes of the Ask Women podcast come out every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific. Don't be a loser and download individual episodes. Please go and subscribe. You guys are wonderful. Without you, we would not have this show. I've actually, it's funny, I've been listening to this new podcast for my son. It's called um, Little Dreamers or something. Mm-hmm. She is so on point with her podcast. I'm like trying to take notes. Oh. We have done nothing 
the way that she's done it. She does all of her sponsors at the front. She thanks people up front. She That's what I do with my other show. Oh, see, you're much better. This is like all (laughs) loosey-goosey. But like she even reads letters from listeners who say how awesome she is. Yeah, that's what I do. Yeah. Well, why are you in Because it's like we're, because we have such a routine. It's like, we've been doing this for four plus years. Like how do we break it? we had a routine in the beginning and now we don't have a routine. Now we're loosey-goosey. But we're established. It's fine. We don't need to have a routine. But you guys should check out my other show where I do that. It's called Mentally Chill. Where it's organized. Yes. Yeah, it is. For depressed people. Um, Anyway, you guys are awesome. We will see you next week.